Hi, my name is Faisal. And I'm Adi. And welcome to our podcast, the ANF Podcast. Mm-hmm. And today's topic is called, What's Sticking Your Talk? Actually, when I first uh, kind of like saw the title that, that was proposed, I was like, eh, will I be interested in like what's sticking my talk? I think what I would be more interested in is what's sticking my <laughs> Okay, so anyway, the idea behind this episode is actually we want to talk about more about our experiences and stories behind some creative collaboration and some creative works and probably we're going to talk about you know the whole process and like you know the good and the bad and the ugly and all of that uh while working collaboratively in a group i i suppose we could talk about anything but uh, I suppose we could probably start with, you know, just giving a background of uh, our area of specialization. Mm. So basically, what we're doing. So maybe we can start with Hadi. Okay, for me, my area of specialty, I think, is children. For some reason, like, I always have no form of, no difficulty whatsoever trying to communicate with children like i can i can literally i I can literally like go up to any kids and strike up a conversation either a conversation or i will just do funny things like i will go up to them like and and they will be entertained you're always disturbing kids anywhere and everywhere yeah i mean it's my favorite pastime I, i guess you know children the thing about children is it's always nice to play with them but it's never nice to own them. Mm. You mean to have our own kids? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, sure all moms can like really, you know, relate to that. I, I'm sure all the moms out there <laughs> can relate to what I did just say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe I'll just uh, give you a little bit of background about my area of specialization. Mm. So. Basically, when I was still young, I had this inclination towards graphic design. Mm. Yeah, but I I can say that I'm not really the best uh, graphic designer out there. But you know, I still have enough skills to make it you know like uh, something I can live on. So it's my job. And basically, I, I don't just do graphic designing. So, I think most of the people out there haven't really thought about, you know, maybe my friends or some of my close friends, they don't really exactly know what I do. Mm-hmm. So, maybe I can explain uh, to them through this podcast, I suppose. Probably. Yeah. So, basically, I'm not just a graphic designer. So, along, I actually started out as a web developer. I started coding html you know all those css and uh, since i was in primary school like when i when i was in primary five or primary six and it, it kind of grew from there and with web development skill i guess it came with the graphic design skill because when i put together a website 
and I want the website to look good, naturally I would have to learn how to do some graphic designing. So that's where you know the graphic designing part came came about. But I didn't go to any art school. I didn't go to LaSalle. I didn't go to Nafa. But I kind of learned everything on my own. So I'm a self-taught uh, graphic designer. And then I became a multimedia designer. So I learned a lot of other things. I learned how to uh, do videos. And I learned how to edit a bit of audio here and there. Just enough, you know, to, to create uh, video content. Yeah, yeah, so so basically, basically I always tell myself at this point of time I'm, I'm like my own agency So because my background is in marketing and communication So yeah, so I can do all the work as well as market everything myself Yeah, basically what I've been doing right for, for my own company Which is to like market the company uh, At the same time do its finances While at the same time teach the students who are like uh, under the company and then uh, at the same time I'm also like writing producing stuff for the company so I can totally understand what you're like saying and like you know this whole thing about like graphic design multimedia design and like uh, web design I've tried like web designing and you know for for a task as, as simple as putting a blog spot together, I was struggling. I was like always trying to like look at the like coding and I was like, what are those were the days, uh, those were the days when people actually still block, you know. I I had my own block. I still block. You still block. Mm -hmm. But nowadays blocks are so easy to set up because they it's all templated. Mm. But uh because I'm like always struggling with like trying to put things together for the website or for like uh like collaterals like brochures therefore i have to like kind of like do this thing what uh we call the uh creative collaboration creative collaboration so i always got him in to actually like help me with all my like collaterals my web design yeah how we collaborate how we collaborate is actually uh through theater so i stopped doing theater for a while so i was doing theater for a while then i stopped for a few years i guess because work took over and like it's not my priority at that few years then adi kind of got me in and said that hey, maybe we should i want to put out my he wants to put out his own show right? like sure why not then i can do all the marketing i can do all the multimedia stuff yeah, and basically what we've done during our creative collaboration is to do a lot of experimentation, to come up with like uh, materials that we can call our own. Because like for me, I'm always very particular about like uh, people dictating like, oh, you should be doing it this way, you should be doing it this way. I always, I'm the kind of person who always want to have things in my control. So like, I want to create things the way I, I would perceive it the style that I, I see it and how like you envision yeah it. how I envision it and, and I'm even particular like to the point of like how we process things to get there yeah so that's that's just me yeah so I guess it's just like you know different people have different ways of working and you have a certain set of ways that uh, you do your work mm. and sometimes you know some people who maybe you have a little bit of control issue then you just don't agree with how your collaborators are 
you know, going through the motion, going through the process, the creative process, and then you're like, no, this is not the way I want it to be done, and like, it should be done this way. But then, I guess, when it comes to a creative collaboration, it's always a give and take. It's always like, a form of like, you know, I have to give in and accommodate, and like, the other parties have to give in and accommodate, and then we have to come to a middle ground. Uh, I suppose, but actually I've not even gotten to the whole idea of like creative collaboration. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually about to arrive at why I set up my own company because I, I realized that there are a lot of like things that I cannot stand and uh, there are a lot of things that I would prefer to have it like my way. So, like, you know, like, a lot of companies will always say, oh, if you don't do it our way, then uh, you are not part of the company. So, that's where I decided, you know what, I don't mind not being part of your company, and therefore I set up my own company. But I guess the, what you're trying to say is that the company's principles and your principles just don't match. Mm. And that's a, the thing that I always struggle with, like when your vision and your collaborator's vision just don't match. Or, uh, but actually most of the time, it's not even like uh, about our vision. I think what my pet peeve is like when our level of ethics, level of work ethics don't match, then I think that's when like, yeah, I will just call it off. Lah. I have a big issue with ethics. <laughs> mm. Right. right, at work I have some issues with ethics and like how some people do their work and like, I can totally relate. Like because it breaks the momentum when you're a person who's passionate about something or like you just want to get your job done well and you know you just do it once and do it well. And then like you know just some people with just very poor work ethics just kind of break that momentum and then for me it gets me very upset. Like I get very very upset because like you know, things are going so well and then, like, you know, there's just this barrier that happened and I'm mm. like, why? Yeah. I don't understand people who actually come to work and, like, built a barrier around them and, like, decided not to have, like, uh, any form of input into the whole process and I was like, then why are you here? Just go home. Go home, sleep. Nobody will, like, you know, make noise at you. So, yeah, if you want to come to work and if you want to, to collaborate in a way, then do something. Yeah. Yes. So, and we're talking about all this collaboration and all, right? I guess uh, when it comes to all these processes, right? when it comes to all these processes, so maybe we can go a bit further and talk about, about uh, talk about our insecurities or flaws when it comes to, you know, this kind of creative collaboration or creative process. You know, the ups and downs, like, what, what are the good things? What are the good things? Maybe we should start with that. You know, we've, we've been talking about uh, all the downside of collaboration because of the unevenness or the unmatched principles or expectations. So maybe, how can we then, as creative producers ourselves, encourage a healthy collaboration and a healthy process moving forward? Wow, that's actually a very loaded question. Maybe you can like uh, <laughs> share some insights on how I can do that because um, 
recently I've been I, I sat for this interview for something big in my life. <laughs> so during the interview I was asked like what is your weaknesses and what is your strength and and how do you perceive uh the whole idea of creative collaboration. So I told them honestly that like my strength would be like, you know, like I I read up a lot on like folklore, folk tales. So I have like a, I I would believe uh higher than average knowledge of like our different folklores and folk tales. Uh so that would be a strength for me. But when it comes to like creative collaboration, that is like almost like a weakness to me because I have issues with a lot of people. I, I mean, I have issues with a lot of things, and like little little things will just tick me off. Like um, I I had collaborations with because I'm currently doing my masters, right? So we have to do like some group project, and I just have difficulty trying to understand like certain people who come to school not having first done their readings or not having first done their research and then they come for group meetings with zero knowledge but trying to act like as if they they know everything and then after that like their their suggestions are as good as being thrown into like the rubbish bin i guess when it comes to you know, having classmates like that. I mean, I have classmates who were like, you know, doing group projects, they, they attend the first lesson and they just disappear for the rest of the time. So, I've had my fair share of like group mates who, you know, the day before or the one hour before class kind and, you know, go and Google and research. I'm like, yeah, you, I mean, you're doing things for the sake of doing, then you're not giving a value addedness to it. Mm. You know, because it's a collaboration. So I guess one thing that's very important in, you know, doing a group work is that as a team player, you need to know what are your strengths mm. and then how you can value add to the project that you're doing, you know, because everybody have their weaknesses, have everybody have their strengths. So I guess when you creatively collaborate and then you go through the process, you need to know uh, everybody's strengths and weaknesses, so you know what to delegate and who knows what and what who can do a certain task the best, you know, so that you get you get the optimal output from the whole process, and then everybody at the end of the day will feel satisfied. So, for me, that value addedness and probably the initiative to you know to also understand each other's uh, weaknesses and flaws and strengths especially strengths then you know you can move ahead faster rather than you know you being tied down to like you know oh you you don't know how to do this you don't know how to do this and then like you know it it doesn't get the work done hmm. but what if your strength is only like smoke screening and like coat tailing and like free riding I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of you can relate, right? Like, you, you come to work and you want to do uh, good work in a company or in a group or in uh, anything that you do. And then comes along this person who just wants to, to ride on whatever that has been worked before and, like, earn the money and just run with it. And, I mean, like, what's your take on that? 
I guess then that's a matter of principle. I mean, there's a lot of uh, things to factor into that because like you have to take note of the business, the business owner, the paymaster, and you need to look at the project that you're doing and who you're working with because you're not going to always land yourself in a very perfect situation, in a very perfect gig, in a very perfect project. So, you know, I believe in this, uh, I believe in risky lah. So if you are going to land yourself in this project and then it's meant for you, it's meant for you and if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. So that risky is just, you know, that money and situation is going to be bad for you. So if you land in like in a good situation where you have good team players, you have a good pay master, the company is good or like the whole process is good because everybody, you know, brings everything to the plate, then that's good for you. It's, it's, you're not going to every day, every time land a very good project or land a very good you know, job for yourself. That's what I believe in. So you just need to take everything with a pinch of salt sometimes and you just have to be patient and tolerant when it comes to, you know, yourself because you have your own set of expectations so you need to know that you know okay this expectation when you work at this job or this project then when you have your expectations too high then you're just going to end up disappointing yourself so you need to assess the situation you know you need to see like okay you go to this place a you go to this place b and then like you know maybe a is not going to be as good so you don't you know put your expectation too high like, you just bring whatever is enough to the plate. Sometimes, you know, when I was talking to you about this and like, you know, sometimes when you go, when you go to this place A and then like, it's just like that and then you're moving at 100 km per hour and everybody else is moving at 50 km per hour. Then sometimes it's going to be counterproductive because you end up being frustrated because you have to keep on, you know, explaining yourself. Okay, there are like many things that you brought up, okay, like uh, number one is risky and number two is about like uh, you going at a different pace and probably having different wavelength from anybody else that is like working collaboratively with you. So, so with those two in mind, I think we need to like give like everyone time to think, right? Think about like the whole concept of risky and do you agree? Risky is like this, uh, okay, for those of you who are not familiar with the concept of risky, risky is this like concept of like sustenance, whereby like uh, in, in Malay, uh, in Malay culture, we usually believe that, you know, everyone have their own fair share of like, oops, I just hit the mic, <laughs> okay. where ev uh, we believe that everyone have their fair share of like uh, sustenance that have been predetermined in, in a certain way. So like uh, there are communities who will believe that, uh, or rather there are certain group of Malays who will believe like, okay, like this has been given to us, we should be thankful and that we shouldn't work any harder or like strive any further than this. Then there's another group who will feel like, okay, it has been predetermined. Is there a way we can work to get more? So like, that is something that that I think uh, when we talk about risky, a lot of beliefs, 
uh, especially like you know like the the new millennials really will disagree with this whole idea of risky and that you should always be thankful about your risky but we will come to that later on after the break uh, and then like the, you know, the other thing about like going at a different wavelength and going at a different speed from everybody else and how do you even like overcome that so we'll be back after the break 